0: Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist in Georgia and it is time for the Tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver. Is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. Here we are in the last week of April and it's been quite an exciting month here on Tea Time with Dr. Tarver. We had live guests in April talking about All aspects of identity from Asia and India, white, talking about identity in black women. We had a conversation with Isaac Gilliard about masculinity, male identity. Fatherhood Raising Young Males, we had an excellent conversation with Michelle Jones about the mother-daughter dynamic, and May is going to be no exception. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I've got some outstanding live guests coming to you all. Uh, My transition story from Bria to Byron, the Naked and Unashamed series, which is going to be something we regularly do with Reverend Amarylis West. The Silent Suffering of Our Children, Youth, and Mental Health with Dr. Ambrose Pass-Turner, and We Do Say Gay, Parenting HIV-AIDS and Challenging Stigma with Tony Christian Walker. So May will not disappoint here on Tea Time with Dr. Tarver. But as I ended this month in the series about identity, I could not help but also address our identities as active participants in the communities in which we reside, right? Because we want to have some pride in where we reside. And one of the ways that we become active participants is in the election process. We are in a lot of states in this season of midterm elections. And so I thought it fitting that this last episode be despite disappointments in delegates, your voice matters. So you've gotten the robocalls and the pamphlets, the texts, the emails. You have seen the signs, some large, some small, that are in yards or open spaces, especially places near where voting precincts will be. You have had people petition you, ask you questions, show up in your churches, show up at your schools, show up walking around your community. And so you know right now that we are in election season. You're seeing it all over the television station. But you also may be aware that we are at war. And I'm not just talking about the war in Ukraine, but I'm talking about the war that we're facing right here at home with regard to poverty and inequities in housing, in health care, in access to medical and mental health resources, in food deserts. In our ability to pay more for products, but actually be getting less of the product, people are having incredibly difficult times finding affordable housing. And the pay wages that people are being given are just not, well, I can't even say given because they're earned. The pay wages that people are earning are not a livable wage. And so people are struggling in a lot of different ways, mentally, physically, spiritually, medically, trying to get what they need in order to deal with this war. We've got crime in a lot of our states and cities that's that's gotten out of control. People are fearful. Police don't have enough resources to be able to even Be fully staffed and then we know that we've had some issues with police officers engaging in brutalities particularly against people of color so we have some significant issues that we're dealing with right here at home and unfortunately what happens when we're in an election season and we're at war then what you're going to hear is a lot of rhetoric from politicians about what they're going to be able to do capitalizing on some of these challenges that we're experiencing. But we've often been disappointed because whereas people are talking about they're going to address these things, you may, as I have experienced as I've gone to forums to hear candidates speak, realize that they actually a lot of times do not have a concrete plan. And even the plan that they do have, there's no guarantee that they'll be able to execute that plan when they get into office, particularly in their first year of office. And am I going to see you again after election season? You're present right now. I'm seeing you everywhere. But where are you going to be when it actually comes time for this work to be done when you're an elected official? So let's talk about some of the reasons why we don't vote. Voting can feel very thankless. We are the type of people that like to see a return on our investment. Everyone needs a why. So why am I going to do something really shows up when it comes time for this voting process? Because if I don't feel like I'm actually going to get any, my candidate won't won't get elected perhaps, or they'll get elected and they won't do because we know that their lists are so lofty, these campaign goals that they have, you won't be able to do the majority of those things. And so am I going to be disappointed when you get there? And if I am, What is the reason why I would even bother to vote? I'm not going to get anything from the process. Even if I am possibly wanting to vote, there are then all these other barriers that come into place. Difficulty getting a government-issued ID. And I know some of you may be thinking, well, why would that be hard? Well, it can absolutely be hard if I'm elderly, if I don't have transportation, If I have limited information about where to go and get an ID from, if I'm in a rural area or a place where it may just be a challenge for me to get to um, the government issued ID location. As we know, during COVID, some places were actually closed. They weren't doing any kind of business in person. So that means I would have the need to have access to a computer, have the ability to be able to scan all of the documents I need in order to verify who I was to even get a government issued ID, you do realize that most people, one of their forms of ID is actually this ID that we would be trying to get. So if I don't have a government issued ID, how am I going to go about proving who I am? A lot of people have lost social security cards and birth certificates. And a lot of times people will not take birth certificates that have been damaged in any way or altered in any way. So then that would mean I would need to go get an original birth certificate, which means I have to what, order it. And possibly I have to do that online. So as you see, it begins to be this circular process of how am I actually going to be able to get this ID? And the people that are hit the hardest are our elderly, our people of color, and our people who live in poverty. And that's going to be the case for a lot of these things, which is why that percentage of people tends to vote less. If you have been convicted of a felony, in the majority of states, you may not even be aware that you can do some things to address your ability to be able to vote. However, if I don't know that, then I think that I've lost my right forever. So I don't take advantage of some of the programs that might be out there to be able to get my voting rights restored. So and that is a disenfranchised group, group people that have been convicted of, of felonies. It'd be difficult to get jobs, um, much less try to figure out how I'm going to vote. And, and in the priority of things, so we talked about all of these other things that people are dealing with, just trying to be able to pay for all of the things we have, child care, and transportation, and homes, um, and food, and gas. Like this may not even be high on that list of priorities. Uh, As you all are quite aware, there's been a lot of redistricting, particularly here in Georgia, that has affected people being able to vote, limiting the hours for early voting, um, limiting the days of early voting, changing requirements for mail-in voting, and all of these other kind of barriers that have been put in place on restrictions around being able to vote um, and limited options for voting has, of course, affected particular groups, right? Our seniors, our people of color, and our people who live in poverty. Sunday is actually the most common voting day everywhere except for in the United States because typically people are more likely to have the option of being able to work, or if I'm working multiple jobs, Sunday may be a day that I only work one of those jobs. So I may have more availability to be able to come and vote. Sunday is one of the days that was actually removed in some of these voters laws that were passed to be able to decrease people's access. Because we know that Sunday for people that don't work is a great option, for people that do work, but again, have maybe more flexibility on a Sunday, then they would be more likely to be able to get out and vote. Tuesday is the day that we vote in the United States. Tuesday is a work day for a lot of people, particularly working people. And Tuesday may be a day where you don't have the ability to be able to get off of work. And even if you were, it's not paid leave. So I have to go and stand in line on this day where everyone else is going to vote, because in some places there's not early voting at all. And so I could be there for hours. I'm missing out on those wages. That may not be an option for me. Some people work multiple jobs. And so I'm leaving one job going to the next. So I don't have a break on Tuesday, even though your polls may be open from six to nine. If I'm working two or three jobs, I'm still working during that time. And I only have this one day to go and vote. Then again, now I'm also not going to be able to get out and vote. So that disproportionately affects people Who often are in our workforce and do not have the luxury of being able to have leave or the luxury of being able to have time before work or after work to be able to go and vote voters just don't feel like candidates represent their values unfortunately we say a lot of things during election season but then when it comes again to putting these things into practice or the follow through, we're not seeing that represented. And sometimes if you've ever sat in and listened to some delegates speaking at times, you really hear that they are disconnected from the communities in which they are trying to say they're going to be serving. Their plans are are, are lofty um, and, and oftentimes don't have specific goals or strategies to them. Oftentimes candidates are not even answering the questions really, um, and the things that they are saying just do not register at all with voters. And so when you have candidates who you just do not feel like connect or get the the ideals or or are going to be representative of you, often we'll opt not to vote because we feel like, well, I don't want to support you because I don't actually think you're going to do anything to help me. And so my vote is to not have a voice that says yes to you. And when you don't feel like your vote makes a difference, that can have a huge impact on, again, voting is an altruistic act, right? So we don't really necessarily have a guarantee that we'll get anything from it. So again, what's gonna be my why if I don't feel like my voice matters? So let's say I am voting, but I live in a state um, that tends to vote opposite of how I vote. I'm I'm in a community that does not tend to endorse the types of things that I feel like are important, um, and But I represent a minority. And so I feel like, well, the people that represent the majority, their voice is the voice that's going to be heard. So it doesn't matter if I vote anyway. Sometimes we don't even know what districts that we're in. Um, a lot of this information that we can find out and we think, well, you can get online and look. But that makes a lot of assumptions about a person's ability to be able to get online. It does not take into consideration reading comprehension. Um, And even if they're going to get literature, it doesn't take into uh, account reading comprehension, uh, ability to read, if there are visual impairments that could impair my ability to be able to read and understand information. It does not take into account medical or mental health issues that may interfere with my ability to be able to access this information. And so here are barriers yet again, to me being able to find out information such as my voting precinct or Um, If I'm able to get information about these candidates, what if I can't make these candidate forums? Again, maybe I live out in a rural area. Maybe I don't have transportation. Maybe I'm working two or three jobs. Maybe I'm confined to my house because of those medical or mental health issues. Maybe I don't feel comfortable going out because I have some comprehension types of things that I may be dealing with or some reading issues. So I'm not necessarily going to feel comfortable going out to a place where people are going to be talking about things that may feel like they're way over my head. I mean, the average person doesn't know what splost is. Right. So how am I going to be able to really get usable information from these things? Those can be very discouraging to potential voters. And so what are some ways we can address these things? And we've seen some of these exhibited in Georgia, which is why uh, the amount of registered voters in Georgia went up and the amount of people that voted went up because people utilize these strategies. Um, And then what happened is politicians recognized these strategies got at these disenfranchised groups at the groups that um, were not getting out at voting. And they were like, Oh, we got to cut that out. But anyway, I digress. Um, Sunday voting, right? So this is one of the things that happened when some of these voters laws were passed, particularly in Southern states, um, is that it limited Sunday voting. We just had a conversation about the importance of voting on a Sunday and how every other country pretty much out other than the United States, has the option of Sunday voting because we recognize that Sunday is a day where most people can vote, right? So we got to get that Sunday voting back in there. That's important. If you have a felony conviction and you have lost your right to vote, there are organizations that will work with you to restore your voting rights. Here in, in Georgia, and in, particularly in Columbus, Operation Clean Slate was one of those initiatives through Goodwill and a Second Chance to be able to help people get those rights back. So in your state, I guarantee you there is an organization that will help you be able to get those rights restored. But it is our um, it is incumbent upon us uh, as people that have this information to share it with people that may not have this information. Transportation. We have faith-based organizations, we have schools, we have daycares, we have community organizations that can literally get people to locations. So if it is an issue of transportation to go get that government-issued ID, if it's an issue of transportation for you to go get registered to vote, if it's an issue of transportation for you to go and vote then we can work together as a community, which we have often done and did so for the presidential election, to make sure that people have access to go and vote. We were with our elders. We were with people that had disabilities. We worked with poll officials to be able to make sure that they were prioritized so they could sit or get in there early Um, and be able to vote. And people were like, absolutely, we want to accommodate our folks with disabilities. That was also one of the things that a lot of these um, laws post the presidential election came out to deter those types of things, where that water and those snacks, as we think is not important, but it is if I've got um, low glucose levels and I'm particularly at risk for being able to have my sugar drop while I'm waiting. Right. So these are the things that we work together to be able to do so we can invest in our communities. Um, We know that people cannot decipher all of this information on these candidates and look at these slates. So let us go into the communities and give it to them in ways that they can understand. Hey, what's important to you? Okay, of these candidates, these are the ones that highlight that as a priority. Right. So let me help you decipher this information. Let me break it down. And I'm not necessarily telling you how to vote, but I'm giving you information so you can be an informed voter and not be ashamed and not feel limited when you go in there. And because we can print out ballots and actually take that sample ballot in, you can go ahead and decide, make your notes, figure out who you want to vote for. So when you go in, you literally only have to copy down your already marked Valid sample ballot that you have which makes that voting process a lot easier. We're coming to you We're not trying to create more obstacles for you to get to us We can have neighborhood voter registration and we did we had people in Georgia going people were going to the strip clubs people were coming to communities people were at music events making sure that people were registered to vote hadn't been dropped off the voter registration list could address some of these issues with hey i've moved and this may not be updated right and all of these challenges were able to be ironed out ahead of time so there were not issues when it came time for people to vote people knew what district they were in they knew where to go vote they had their id so they could be able to vote we also were able to show people what the community issues were that they might not have been aware of had been addressed. Right? So a lot of times we're like, well, these politicians aren't doing anything. It may be that they have done some things, but we may not be aware of them. Um, as I just talked about, SPLOST is one of those things. Like we're like, what what does that mean? What is it what did that do? Um, how have people invested in, in the community? Oh, there's grants. I didn't realize that they address grants. Oh, they got um, with the housing authority and uh, uh, gave more housing options, right? So there may be things that people aren't aware of. So let's talk to people about what has been done so that we can address this issue of their folks aren't doing anything. They've forgotten about us. They haven't Look at the roads. Look at, you're absolutely right. Those are issues that still need to be addressed. And here are some issues that have been addressed. Oh, well, who addressed that? How did that happen? Right? So giving people information, thank people. Like who doesn't like a good appreciation? Right? thank people for showing up thank people for being invested in their community there are so many people that are actually helping in their own neighborhoods they're doing programming in their own neighborhoods they're making sure the kids are fed they're providing opportunities for kids to have activities they're doing mentorship programs they're doing apprenticeship, apprenticeship programs they haven't put an official title on it but when they get little junior and have him come on over to the shop and he's sweeping and he's doing some things right they're teaching these strategies and so You have people that are already investing in communities who are being gatekeepers, then we need to be connected with these people. Let's figure out how we can make sure that your voices are being heard, that the work that you're doing is being honored, that we're appreciating that, and also connect you to how you're important and integral to this voting process. We want to be able to address as early as possible some of these issues that are affecting people in terms of their voting. We've talked about transportation to get to the polls. We've talked about helping people get their ideas, um, IDs. Uh, redistricting is an issue. So that means we got to show up because the people that you elect are the people that are voting for this redistricting. Right. But how can I address that? Letter writing campaigns. Oh, I don't know how to do that. We've got a template for you. Let's talk about what you want to say. Let's get your signature on this piece of paper. Where are these people meeting? For me to be able to voice my opinion about this, right? Let's make sure you get able to go to those council meetings, that you know what those councils do, but also that we encourage people to get on these boards. And it's in and their volunteer opportunities and we just talked about like we, you know people like to have some incentive for doing things but an incentive for doing it is your voice gets to be heard on this full, on this board this board is who addresses some of these issues that we just discussed around transportation and livable wage and affordable housing and crime oh I can have input on that you absolutely can right so giving people that knowledge about how they can serve so that we're assisting in this process and making sure that these issues are being brought. To the forefront. When we know that people have those disabilities, and this is the prevention piece, what do we need to set up ahead of time to make sure that you're able, right? We gotta make sure you're stable on your medication. We need to make sure that you have an ID that hasn't lapsed. We need to make sure if you've moved or you have some other issues with where you used to reside and your voting district has changed, that we go ahead and get that addressed. We need to make sure you weren't dropped off the roll because it's been a long time since you voted, right? A lot of times people only vote in presidential elections, and let's just say I didn't like the candidates for that year and I didn't vote. I don't realize that there's been an absence in me voting, and so I've been dropped off. I've been purged from the voters list, right? So we can address these things ahead of time. So we want to make sure that people know to look at this before the date they actually go to to vote. We can go to the neighborhoods, but we can also bring people to centers to be able to help them with these kind of things. Um, Your voice matters. It always did, and it always will. Vote. Help others vote. Bring up the issues. Bring the solutions, because you got them, and I know that you do. You just don't feel like they're going to be heard, but they will when we collaborate and we invest. So I'm thanking you in advance. Be well.